This is Anthony Arino, and you're listening to In the Arena. Step into the arena. Max Altucher is the Vice President of Marketing for Outreach.io, the premier sponsor of the Outbound Conference. So Outbound Conference presented by Outreach.io, and I can't think of a cooler sponsor to have. You know Max from Sales Hacker, which Outreach.io acquired in 2018, and Max took over as VP of Marketing for a rapidly growing company that does really good work around sequencing. And that is so important. It's the concept that we use now to prospect as modern sales organizations. I asked Max to come on to talk about his role at Outreach.io, specifically because we are huge fans of the work that they're doing. And I have a blog post about picking up the phone that you can go look at where I've actually got an image of their sequence and how it works and what we learned just from looking at the data that they capture when you do this kind of work. Max is going to talk about outreach. He's going to talk about sales hacking. He's going to talk about the importance of a sequence, the importance of process prospecting and why Outreach decided to present the Outbound Conference to you April 23rd, 24th, 25th, and 26th in Atlanta, Georgia. This is Max Altisher in the arena. There we go. Uh, Now we're recording. Awesome. We're going to talk about Outreach. We're going to talk about Outbound. We're going to talk about the software uh, service. We're going to talk about Cadence and the importance of prospecting, and uh, then whatever else you want to talk about. All right, so let's call Cadence sequences instead Sequence, of Cadence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our, our lingo at Outreach. I've seen it. Yeah. I like it a lot. Um, I've, I've actually wrote a post, I think you saw it, where you took the, your data. Yeah. So powerful. Appreciate it, yeah. And how's the conference coming along? Good, real good. Good. Great, I mean, it's a great bill. Yeah. I think it's the best in the business. Excited to be there. Yeah, I spoke to Larry Levine the other day. He was pumped on it. It's, I, I think we have the best main stage in the business, and I think there's a lot of conferences now that are pitches. You know, yeah. And this, this is a content-driven thing, so it's yeah. people are, have chosen to be here. That's why we get behind you guys. That's the interesting thing. I get to speak to so many places where you were forced to be in a room with me yeah. because your company hired me, so you don't have a choice. You're in the room. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then there's these group of people who they're they're hungry and they show up, so that's good. Yeah, got a they, lot of teams coming this year too. Oh yeah, any big companies like anybody? Yeah, we there'll be Oracle will be there. There's uh, yeah, there's big companies coming. Cool. Yeah, that that's what we need. We uh, we want to work with you guys because we're we don't want to. We got to get outside of just like the mid market tech companies. So we want to get into you know TAM expansion and, and you know we we do a great job in mid market tech because we have sales hacker and all these other opportunities, but for you guys, you know, you've got a whole new, uh, you know, a whole new cast that you bring along with you and, and everybody has their own networks of, you know, yeah. I think Jeb was at Aramark for a while and Mark Hunter was at Heinz. Yeah. Like, so there's those, those Rolodexes and those connections breed other 
other companies outside of our. I, I have a smaller client set than they do, but they tend to be bigger companies. So my, the Perfect. companies I'm working with are 7 billion, 5 billion, 5 billion, 2 billion. They end up yeah. being a bigger place. Yeah. yeah, that's, that's it. Somebody from your team reached out to me about uh, you guys sponsoring the podcast too. And uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll work with you to do something on that and we'll do something. You know, I'm, I'm getting like 80,000 views a month on the blog. So we should do something to have an outreach thing there too. And yeah. um, We'll, we'll work something out to make sure that that gets taken care of you and I and Cindy. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, I'm going to say hello and then, uh, we're going to do a podcast. Cool. Okay, Max, how are you? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Okay, the last time I talked to you, I believe that you were in New York, and uh, you were basically sitting in a window where I could see New York behind you. You yeah. may have had a dog. Yeah. Did you, in fact, have a dog at that time? Yeah. What was the dog's name? That's Bree, my little King Charles Cavalier. <laughs> we have, we have two now. Yeah. Oh, the, the family is growing. Yes. Yeah. That was, uh, I remember that nook in that, in that apartment window. Now we're, now we're in Seattle. We actually just moved in this week. So a uh, little, little, little bit of life change. That was probably like two years ago. And right now I know Seattle's gotten more snow than the, the Midwest, like Minneapolis or something, which is insane. Yeah. I, it's a rainy city. And I guess if it hits, uh, you know, 32 degrees, it turns into snow. So it becomes a snowy city and it's not made for it. There's no infrastructure no salt trucks, no plows, it's hills everywhere. So um, I, we got stuck on the top of the hill for like four days. And uh, fortunately, we had enough rations from Trader Joe's and, and Safeway. We were, we were good. You made it. You survived. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's been uh, a year and a half or two years since you and I did this. It's been a while. Yeah. And, yeah. and you were a sales hacker, Max. Mm-hmm. And now you're outreach max, mm-hmm. still sales hacker max. So now you're uh, you're sporting two identities. Yeah. Okay. So so how did this happen? You ended up at outreach. Yeah. So uh, you know when you're running a business, you're always you're always selling. You know you're always selling yourself. You're always selling your company, and and not not selling your company in as a way like getting it acquired, but selling right. your company is like hey, this is an opportunity for us to to partner and. Um, so you're always looking for those, those partnership opportunities. And so I had a spreadsheet. I always kept a spreadsheet of all the potential acquirers for us, whether it was uh, like L&D companies, like digital marketer or um, like those types, you know, training courses, whether it was research and advisory firms like Serious Decisions or Forrester or Gartner, whether it was um, SaaS companies like Outreach, LinkedIn, HubSpot, or, um, or consultancies and training firms like the, the Miller-Hymans and stuff. And uh, had res- who I knew, relationship strength, like corp dev contact, everything on there. And so I was always making sure we were in these conversations. But um, I was an early investor in outreach, and I knew Manny and the team very well. And <clears throat> they were doing some really amazing stuff. And, and I sat down with him at his um, conference last year, Unleash in May. And he had just raised $65 million Series D. And I said, hey, <clears throat> you know, what keeps you up at night? Congrats on the round. But like, what? you know, what do you need to fix right now? And he's like, yeah, we're just, we, we need to get our, our word out there more. We need to get our, our message out there. And I was kind of like, you know, I know something about doing that. You know, we've got a hundred thousand person uh, subscriber audience with sales hacker and we can get it out there for you. So um, we kind of workshopped what that would look like. And um, from that, you started to look really sexy about that time. Didn't you? you started <laughs> oh yeah. Almost- 
attractive you've ever been. Yeah, exactly. Make sure I shave every day. Um, yeah, I mean, from that point to three months later, we, we got the deal done and uh, I came on with, with uh, outreach. And we made sure, you know, one of the things for me is like sales hacker is my baby, will always be my baby. Um, so it has to be unbiased and standalone on its own. So, you know, we still, we still include our competitors in, in conversations that they should be in. We don't, you know, the, the, um, marketing automation and CRM for sales hackers different than the one for outreach and they are two different teams. So outreach does not get any of the leads, um, from sales hacker. There's no sharing there. Um, and it's 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 completely own entity and it has its own team, its own GM, and uh, and Colin Campbell. So it, it it's a strength though that you do look at what other people do. You know, it's yeah. a, it's a strength that you there are there's lots of good offerings for people depending on where you are and what you want and yeah. and what your belief system is about what you're trying to do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you're at a company that's called Outreach. Okay, so that's interesting to me because. I'm going to say for the last eight or nine years, all I've heard is no outreach, no, no cold outreach specifically, never pick up the phone and call somebody and interrupt them. That makes you a horrible person and you should probably be brought up on charges and, and hung and then shot and then chopped into pieces and buried throughout the world so you can never come back. And uh, we've, you know, we started a conference called Outbound in, in sort of a response to that. It's like, wait, mm-hmm. that. Inbound's really good. All of us love inbound. And I I would describe myself not as a social seller in any way, shape, or form, uh, especially if it means what I see going on on LinkedIn. I'm definitely not that. But yeah. I'm a content marketer. And inbound's really, really handy. But if you want to take your destiny into your own hands, then you're going to be doing cold outreach and you're going to have to figure out how to be good at that. Yeah. So you ended up at a company that believes that, that you should be doing outreach. Yeah, yeah, and we, we drink our own champagne, zero to 50 plus million in revenue in f- under four years. Um, can't do that relying on an inbound typically. So uh, you got to go out and, and like you said, um, you know, take care of your own destiny, right? It's yours to, yours to own. And you, uh, you guys do walk your talk because I asked for a demo. When, when you first came on as a sponsor for Outbound, I asked for a demo. And I, I was at Mark, who gave me that demo? Do you know? Probably Mark. Yeah. yeah. Mark. Yes, it was Mark. And he brought up your actual dashboard. So th- this was the most interesting thing to me. And I said, well, whose data are we looking at? And he said, ours. And I thought I'm looking at a client's data. No, no, no. It was outreach. It was the, your Salesforce's actual data. And what I could see was this massive number of leads that had been going into this. And then I saw the normal, these bounced out. You know, these are people who are, uh, you know, immediately unsubscribed. And then there were, these were the people that responded. And then it was by, there were nine steps in your sequence. Okay, so that I, I got to see all nine steps. And I actually yeah. wrote a blog post about this. So maybe we'll link that so people can go look at it. We yeah. scrubbed all the names, all the data's been blurred out. But yeah. the facts have not been blurred out. And what was interesting to me, and I, I asked Mark, why did you start with an email? And he said, we just start with an email. And, and the email garnered almost no response at all out of 18,000 emails that went out or some number that was close to that. But then the next part of your sequence ended up being a phone call and it brought in like 1,560 two-way communications. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, why didn't you just skip the email and, and make the calls? He said, I don't know. Sometimes we do them different ways and different people 
we do different strategies and we set up different things. But it was interesting to me that um, in, in outreach, you can see this is the result I got from this particular email. Uh-huh. And this is the result I got from this particular phone call. Uh-huh. And in this particular sequence, and for me, what I, I liked about that is I can experiment and say, I can run this sequence, I can run another sequence. Mm-hmm. I can see which sequence performs better. And the emails were, uh, I'm going to call them not very effective compared to the phone calls until you got to the end. And the last email, for some reason, got something like 462-way communications. And I'm like, that is way down there at the bottom of the list. It's the ninth attempt. But that ninth attempt, for some reason, a lot of people raised their hand and went this way. Uh, yeah. is, that, is that something that you generally see is that the, the longer a campaign or a sequence goes on, yeah. you start to have people pick different spots where they're willing to engage with you? Well, we see the, the world progressing in, in an omni-channel way where the buyer is in more places than ever before. They have so many different um, social media sites that they're on. They have different gadgets, their computer, their cell phone, you name it. There's direct mail. There's one-to-one personalized videos now. So I don't think that I, – I think it's one of those things where, like, if you were the first salesman ever and all you had was door-to-door and the phone came out, if you didn't embrace the phone, you didn't expand the market that you can go after and you kind of shot yourself on the foot. So if your competitor used the phone and you didn't, you know, they would probably do more business than you. And then computer came out and you were able to send emails and you had direct mail. And now you have all these different channels and those channels are channels that the buyer is on also. And now you have LinkedIn. Now you have SMS. Now you have personalized videos for people who of a certain persona would rather see your face on a video than get a you know generic email. Now you have, um, you know, interesting ways to send direct mail through uh, all these different software vendors and, and, and companies that allow you to do handwritten notes attached to, um, you know, I, I got sent a card the other day where it said a bunch of personalized information about me being like a philanthropist for dog charities. And they were like, there was this card that I pull out and it was like to, to redeem your donation to your dog charity, like go to our site and put in this code. I was like, that's really interesting. Like I'll, I'll play, I'll play ball. So there are interesting ways to send direct mail now. And I think it is, it's a mix of all those channels that makes that, that allows you to surround an account properly and not just relying on one or two of them. So when you see the email on the phone, you see, Oh, well that that email doesn't work. Why don't you go straight to phone? Well, if you, if you write the email and then you, and then you get on the phone with them and you allude to the email that you sent them or vice versa, you, you call them, you leave them a voicemail, and then you send an email later in the day that alludes to the voicemail that you sent, uh, that you left previously. You're tying it all together as you know one um, kind of like cohesive sequence that you're putting that that contact through, and then you I, can tie that around the entire account, the other people inside that account. And I, I also think that we all have this bias that the the best way to reach this individual is through this channel. Well, how do you know? Like I, I don't. I have people that have reached out to hire me as a speaker over Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I, did, I didn't think Twitter was a channel for me, but Twitter's but a channel okay. yeah. because guess what? They think Twitter's a channel, so it's a channel. And they think that the ninth email was the one that got their attention. I don't know why 460 out of some, yeah. some number like 18,000, that one did it for them, but it did. Yeah. And it but worked. If I, but if I saw you tweeting though, a lot, I would yeah. reach out to you over Twitter. I mean, if you're an ops person, you know, I'm staring at a, a computer screen behind me 
if I look around this office and I go to somebody who's like a technical person, they're going to have two monitors in front of them. So do I think like calling or leaving a voicemail or texting that person is going to be better than something that pops up on those monitors? That would be really stupid, right? Like you would want to uh, hit a channel that comes up on the monitor versus a salesperson or an executive at a company who lives out of their phone. Would you want to, would you want to send them something where they would have to look at a screen to respond or would you want to go somewhere where they can have it on their phone, right? Like call, voicemail, SMS might be the best way to approach them. So understanding the personas that you're selling to, where they're living, what channels are they on? For you, was, for Twitter was a, an interesting one. So if you're surrounding the account and I'm selling to you and I'm, and I'm just doing phone and email, I, n I might never reach you. But if I'm doing phone and email, I send you something. I do a personalized video. I hit you on Twitter. I hit you on LinkedIn. I have a much better chance of connecting with you somewhere along those channels. I, got thir I, I spoke to that company 13 times. I mean, and, and that, and when people were, well, how did you get that deal? Twitter? Yeah. You know, who, who knew the CEO likes Twitter, the CEO yeah. of that company likes Twitter. Okay. So that's, that's his preference. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't mine, but it works. The, the ability to do, I, I want to talk about outreach and um, I, I do want to talk about your sponsorship of outbound in a minute, but I, I want to go back to Mark and my demo because he said, well, let me show you how to use outreach. And I said, um, instead, can you just give me the controls and let me see if I can just do my own sequence? And something like eight minutes, I had six steps laid out. And I had some text because I had some, some text already written for another thing. I mean, literally, I had six steps, phone calls, emails, LinkedIn, eight, eight minutes. And uh, he was sort of laughing at how fast I figured it out. But it's not hard to figure out. Yeah. And I mean, it was really like, oh, boom, cool. I got the sequence. I can dump leads in and I can just run the sequence against them. Yeah. And it literally takes no time at all. And uh, to me, that, that was impressive because there's other, okay, so you know that there are other softwares that are similar to yours. Yeah. Uh, and, and you've seen them and you know them because of Sales Hacker, but they're nowhere near as easy as this. So this yeah. is just really, really so easy. Um, tell me about, what you see with clients because you can really do whatever you want in a very, very quick way. Yeah. Do you see people do, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's longer sequences and shorter sequences, but do you see people play with that format and, and do like an AB testing kind of thing? Like let's try this sequence and that sequence and have different groups sort of AB test these things. So that's what we preach. And that's the champagne that we drink is making sure you AB test everything. So AB testing subject lines by understanding open rates and AB testing the body of the content um, and emails from A-B testing, um, you know, sentiment analysis. Was this a positive response or a negative response? Which is something we do at Outreach that I don't think a lot of other companies do. What it allows you to do is clone your best reps, clone the best actions from your best reps and provide that to the rest of your team. And then from our manager dashboard, allow you to understand like who's, who are doing the most, who's doing the most activities and then who's doing the right activities. And then how do we make sure that all of our reps are doing all the right activities and doing a lot of them. So um, it's actually, it, it's one of the most interesting things about the platform is, is that one piece is like, okay, I, I now know it works. Let me take my, the, the stuff that works and give it to the rest of my team. Right. And if you don't have any of that visibility, it's hard to build, test, measure, and optimize if you, if you can't measure, if you don't have the visibility into that measurement. And so that's what we, we, we give teams and then it makes it really easy to, for people to take those templates and the other things that they do in their sequences and distribute it across their teams. 
There, there's another benefit to that, that um, when I was going through the demo and I was looking at that, not only can you A-B test it, which I think is important because your subject line, uh, that's, that's the greeting when the email shows up. That's how they're deciding whether or not they even look at this or if I just let it go right out of the gate. And then the body, uh, the content matters a great deal. But when you A-B test, you can say, this is over-indexing, so now I'm going to double down on that and I'm going to spread it across the sales force. But what I see salespeople generally do because they don't have a sequence and they don't have something that's well-designed and they don't have something that's been tested and evaluated where you can actually look at it. I send Max an email on January 3rd and then I go ahead and put in the CRM. I'm going to send him another email and try to call him on April 3rd. Now, there's this giant gap of time that goes in between those two things. And all of us, so me, Jeb, Mark, Mike, all of us have the same experience. And I, I would like to just have you speak to this. If you leave this giant gap in there, there's no, no real chance of you communicating with them because you haven't really put a real effort into it. And when you look at the sequences, and I, I looked at yours, and I've, I've seen others that I've developed with four other people, but when you have an email followed by a phone call, followed by a follow-up phone call, followed up by a LinkedIn connection that's got a good message in it, followed by another email, over that period of, let's say, 13 weeks, when you have eight touches across that 13 weeks, my experience is that you have more people that have two-way conversation with you because you're actually really pursuing them. Mm -hmm. And as a sales leader and as a sales manager, if you're letting people just do whatever they want to do as they're prospecting cadence, their sequence, you're leaving a lot of stuff to chance. Is the, yeah. is the, is the subject line good? Is it going to convert? Is the content of the email good? Is the content of the phone call good? You know, are, are we getting two-way? And you can't see any of it. So the thing that I like uh, about outreach after having gone through that, and I have a, a, an account, the accountability. So it's the, there's an accountability here to say, when we say we're pursuing our dream clients, this is what this means. It doesn't mean that you get to sporadically reach out to whoever you want today and then forget about them for six weeks or nine weeks. You, you literally go through it and you're prompted to take the next step. Yeah. And, and like, that's, that's really what it's about from the managerial you know, perspective. It's about the accountability. It's, is this person you know, doing the activities and doing the right activities? And then if I spot the right activities, things that are working, cloning that across the rest of your team. And that's where I think it really, it really starts to move the needle for you. So the bigger the team, the better it is. And, and, you know, we're, we've raised 125 million in funding. Our, our team's out of Seattle. So our engineers are Microsoft, Amazon. I mean, we could support teams of all sizes. Amazon web services, a customer, um, Red Hat just got acquired for 34 billion. They're a customer, uh, GE, bunch of other companies, SAP. Big companies, yeah. and the the um, ability to to look at that as a sales manager, as a salesperson, though the same is true. I don't have to wonder what I have to do. Where am I with that client? I'm looking at it on the dashboard. All I have to do is take the next step. It's done, and I don't have to think about what comes next. I know where I am in the sequence. I like yeah. it, and I will tell you, I I have always heard people say, you know, I want to be able to be free to do what I want to do. But then when it all comes down to it, the truth of the matter is they really want to know what they need to do. And it's easier to just say, I know yeah. where I am with that. I take this action next on this one and I move on. Mm -hmm. And it's so much cleaner and easier. Uh, I like it. And I yeah. like it for, for that reason as a rep. Just like anything else, you know, you have call scripts and there are reps that like, you know, I don't want to say, I don't want to read off a document. And that's okay. Like you have, you know, bullet points and things to hit on and make, and like you have your battle cards and everything like that. It's the same thing. 
reps want to be free to do their, their thing. That's okay. You can shot, you can let your personality shine, whatever else, but you're going to have best practices. You're going to know what works. Your team's going to know what works and you can follow those guidelines, how you want to follow them. And as a manager, you can enforce that however you want to enforce that. If you want your reps to let their personality shine, but have to hit these bullet points along the way. Fantastic. Let that happen. If you want them to be completely like super strict and this is what you say on everything, you can do that too. Or if you want to let your reps do their thing and you're, you know, let's say you're a startup and you don't really know what works yet. um, You know, you can go to forums, you can go read your blog and books and things like that and, and start to figure out, okay, well, here's how we should craft some stuff. But that's how you build. That's how you start the building blocks. You start, you throw something out there that you can test. And as long as you have the ability to measure it, you can optimize it, but you can't fix what you can't measure. What, what reps are really saying when they say, I don't want to script is what they really mean is I don't want to sound scripted. Yeah, exactly. That's different. You want want to sound like a robot. You want the best words available to you to get the outcome. So it's not that you don't want to script. You don't want to sound scripted, which is a different thing. You really want the best words available to you. Yes. Um, uh, thank you for supporting Outbound. You are, uh, we are Outbound Conference presented by Outreach.io. And I can't think of a cooler uh, combination here than Outbound oh, yeah. by Outreach. This is as good as it gets. So thank you for that. Um, tell me why this conference makes sense to you. Yeah, pretty much the conversation we just had. You know, a big fan of you guys, big fan of the books. Um, it all preaches pretty much uh, everything in line with what we're doing uh, modern prospecting, uh, modern sales and how to engage in and, um, really like connect with your buyers and your customers. And so you guys represent everything that, that, that we think, um, you know, should be out there, should be educating the masses and we're the platform that we believe ties it all together. Um, you know, and, and how we've always run our content and conferences at sales hackers you come here and you get an education, everything you'll be able to, everything you learn here, you don't need to spend a dollar to go put into action. But if you have budget for, you know, sales tech stack, we can find a way for you to make it a thousand times more efficient, more effective. So in your case, you're going to come to outbound and you're going to learn some amazing tactical knowledge from all of the speakers that you could put into play tomorrow, whether you have a platform like outreach or not. But if you had outreach, you would be able to do it a thousand times better. And that's all we're saying. So like when you come to that conference and, and you're an attendee there, you're going to learn a ton. You don't have to spend any extra money. But if you are investing in your sales tech stack, you know, I, I think it's a no brainer to have outreach in there as like the number one solution on top of your CRM. I, I was going to say that. So after CRM, I would say the outreach uh, platform is the next piece. And I'll tell you why. You've got this database. You've got all this data. What are you going to do with it? You've got to reach out and start talking to people. And mm-hmm. how are you going to manage that process? Uh, a sequence. And if if you're if you're in the in the if you're in the area where you can hear our voices, if you don't have a sequence, I really think you're just dabbling around the edges now. And you called it modern prospecting. That's what I call it too. It's a modern approach. The approach where you're just going to wing it and you're going to make this call and then you're going to pick up a, a business card and say, "Well, I got this lead, so I'm going to call this thing." Mm-hmm. That is not how we prospect now. It's not how you produce the best results. I would put that piece as second after the CRM because once I have that data, the enablement after this with outreach is that after this, the sequence is set up, we move them in, and then you, you, you take a group, you work the group through the sequence, you bring the next group into the sequence. And then I would argue that you have, I, I like a Q1 sequence, that's eight touches over 13 weeks. 
But then I've already hit that group pretty hard. So the next sequence for me over the next quarter, I'm going to touch them three times over that quarter, but I'm not going away. But I can manage it because I have another sequence. And so you're really, you're really managing your database and you're really managing your prospect effort instead of just being sporadic. And anything you do sporadically, you don't get results. I mean, you get sporadic results. This is, this is consistency. It's deliberate. It's intentional. And it's what works. So Yeah. Uh, and well, how, we, how we do it is we team up with marketing. So, you know, if you're doing your, your sales process and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're calling, you're emailing, you have your message, you're trying to deliver value. If we have enough prospects uh, at a high enough target account, um, you know, in um, let's say like Boston, for example, marketing will come in and say, okay, well, let's, let's stop this messaging on your sequences and let's, let's add a step in here. Instead of just trying to get them into a demo or a phone call or, you know, a sales meeting, Let's get them to a, a, a valuable dinner or something like that. Let's, let's get them to a nice dinner where we're going to talk about, you know, sales engagement as a concept and not about a, a platform. And so we change yeah. the sequence to get them into that. Then when we get them there. Then we can have a rep talk to them there. And then it's, you know, they've had this face to face now. So a conversation can open. So one of those things where you can align with marketing, change your, your copy based on, you know, how it's going. And again, like the, the ability to measure and understand all right, I reached out X many times. Like this approach isn't working. Let's try something else. You don't get that when you can't measure and you don't get that when you're just doing that through whatever your email server is or whatever your, your CRM is. Um, you really need an engagement platform for something like that. I, I agree completely. And um, you're not allowed to pitch outreach here, but I am. So uh, I will. Uh, it is a, it's a really, really um, shockingly sophisticated piece of software that is so simple to use that, I mean, and I told this story already, it literally took me six minutes to, to put something together on it that was actually useful. And, and Mark was sort of laughing at like how fast I, I just started cranking content into it. Um, where do we want to send people to go check out Outreach uh, right now? And then ultimately they can show up and you're going to have a booth at Outbound. Yeah. And I think we've uh, we've convinced you to do uh, a sequence outreach um, sales hacker workshop on the final day. So that won't be on the main stage, but you will have a room where people, if they want to understand what modern prospecting means. And I, I will tell you, uh, people, if, if they're not familiar with your work, we'll put links here. But uh, you do want to go see Max and you do want to understand what he means by sales hacking because nobody spent more time figuring out tech stacks and what's going on uh, than you guys have. You spent a lot of time and energy. That was my world for a long time. Yeah. Still is. Yeah. I mean, we, we um, at Outreach, we um, have an ecosystem of partners that hook into us. So we work with all the chat solutions, all the conversational intelligence solutions, a uh, bunch of different dialers. We work with one-on-one um, -on -one video solutions, direct mail solutions. So you could do, it's one application for kind of any activity that you want to do any form of engagement. Um, so we work with a, still a lot of the tech stack and, and different CRMs. Um, we have a LinkedIn sales navigator and, and LinkedIn uh, integration. But um, if you want to find out more, we actually made a special landing page for Outbound. Um, so it's uh, outreach.io slash LP slash Outbound. Okay, and, we'll uh, put that. We'll put the link yeah, in the show notes. And they can always ping me on LinkedIn. Um, I I think I got like twenty seven thousand followers or something like that. But I am I answer every every note. I I, I think we when I arranged this over LinkedIn, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, 
I never told LinkedIn I wanted another inbox. <laughs> They're like, no, you have another inbox. Oh, you got one. Exactly. Like, yeah, you got one. I just want that to go right into my regular email. I already that have five nice. inboxes. Like, just give it to me in my own. I'll connect to you if you want to stay connected. You want me to type in something so that you can keep track of it. I'm cool with that, but man. I'm heading over there next week. I'll let them know. I mean, it, it is, there are certain things that we do with our integration for LinkedIn um, that, we would definitely do a lot more of if it was possible. You know, I, I think they want you to, to live in LinkedIn. I don't, they, they make ad revenue and other things when you're living in their platform. So there's, I totally understand reasons why they wouldn't um, want any of the integrations to take you off their platform. But. Yeah, no, I know they don't want us leaving. So I have to go answer all my messages there. There's just yeah. far too many of them, but most of them value. you. Uh, you're a human yeah. and I have a product to sell you. So I'm going to just straight pitch you in my three first attempt. Even though I have a bunch of stats. Oh, three, three, three paragraphs about Anthony. We think you and your team could benefit from sales training. Yeah. And lead I'm like, yeah, we, 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 exactly. Oh, tons of lead gen services. Yeah. But you don't even use the phone as one of your choices. So you're already sideways with me right out of the gate. You went to LinkedIn before you even tried the phone. Yeah. And this was a terrible email. Why would I use you for a terrible <laughs> note? Why would I use you for lead gen? Yeah. You're, you're having trouble getting your own leads. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. Uh, and I look forward to seeing you in a Atlanta and we'll send people out to the landing page. And Excellent. Uh, thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me on. That was Max Altisher. You can find him at maxalt.com. That's a good place to find him. You can also find him on LinkedIn. And you can also find him on Twitter at HackitMax. I'm Anthony Anarino. You can find me at thesalesblog.com where I write and publish every single day for now nine years. You can also find me at youtube.com forward slash Anarino. Do hit subscribe when you go there. And when you go out to the blog, do sign up for the Sunday newsletter, my best piece of work every week in your inbox on Sunday morning so you can hit the ground running on Monday. Also check out the B2B Sales Toolkit, my outcomes planner for B2B sales professionals. If you want to improve your results or the results of your team, do go check out b2bsalestraining.com where you'll find my sales accelerator program. There's a program there for individuals. There's also a program there for teams, which includes sales managers and sales leaders. And it's easily affordable by any company, large or small. So go check that out. Until next time, do good work. And I'll see you back here in the arena. <laughs>